Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes featuring Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in internet land doing? Uh, Hans, how you doing tonight, buddy? Doing good. Depending on when you're listening to this, uh, you're halfway through the week or beginning of the week. If it's Monday, I'm sorry. If it's Friday, then yay, you made it. So... <laughs> Just keep, keep nice. your head up. Keep your head up if you're like kind of in that middle of the week, like we are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we're on hump day week. as we record this, but a uh, little bit of motivation keep you going. That that weekend's <laughs> coming up. Uh, Harry, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Papa. Thanks for asking. Uh, as the audience can see, I got a new setup. Uh, my my job is is uh, having me work from home, so I had to have a little office setup. So that allowed for a podcast setup. So. Things are going well on that end so far. So, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. As Chris said, uh, middle of the week, we're almost there. So, thank God it's Thursday tomorrow. Nice, yes, TGIT, right? (laughs) (laughs) Almost at the weekend. Uh, All right. So, the title of this episode: Never have I ever seen. uh, Because what we're doing here is we're picking one of us, one of the trio, uh, and in this case, uh, Harry volunteered to be the one, and. Hans and I each selected a movie for him that he has not seen before. Uh, so we're going to go through and review those. Um, and then, you know, as, as we progress uh, with our pod, you know, we'll, we'll eventually get around to doing this for myself and, and Hans and then, you know, start the cycle over again. But we figured this is a good way to get uh, our movie knowledge expanded and uh, get some Broad new takes. Horizons. Yes, exactly. Get some new takes on old favorites. Uh, so with that being said, the two titles that we chose for Mr. Harry here, uh, I chose one of my all time favorite movies, what dreams may come starring Robin Williams and, uh, hands. What did you pick for hair? Uh, something in a similar category, which, uh, (laughs) and, and, and drama, um, the 2012 movie dread with Carl Urban. Yes. Yes. Mm. So it's, we got been ta- it's, it's taken me nine years to get Harry to watch this after I probably talked his ear off all of 2012 about this. Yeah, that sounds about right. Probably. <laughs> I'll be honest. This, this was only my second viewing. So I was happy that you chose that. Cause I got to revisit it. Um, but we're not here for me. We're here for Harry. So Harry, why don't you get us kicked off? Uh, what title you want to start with buddy? Yeah. So I figure let's start, let's start depressing and then get to violent. <laughs> Um, I feel like that's a a great note to go on. I I feel like I don't want to go out on a depressing note. Let's start with a depressing note. So, um, yeah. So what dreams may come. So this came out in 1998. So pretty much 23 years ago, uh, which, you know, I, I feel like we're getting to that point while I was watching this, I was thinking in my head, we're getting to that point where like the matrix, uh, saving private Ryan, some other films are going to be coming up on like their 25th anniversary soon. And it's like, those are the movies. Like I remember like just not defining me, but like being like, yo, like these are big movies that you have to see. So kind of scary when I was, uh, when I was thinking about that. Um, that is wild. Yeah. So it's uh it's available on Netflix. So for any of you who uh, want to listen to this episode and haven't watched it yet, you can subscribe. If you're a Netflix subscriber, you got it on there. It's a, it's a drama a uh, little bit of romance, tearjerker, as they say. Uh, it's based off of a book, which uh, I did not read before doing this. So apologies to uh, the writer. Can't remember his name right now. Um, sorry, I didn't read your book before uh, the movie. Uh, starring Robert William, uh, Robin Williams, Robert Williams, who's Robert Williams, <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr., 
Uh, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Annabella Soroka. I think it's Skiora or Shora, Skiora? one or the other. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. Max von Sydow, who comes in late in the movie and just, listen, when Max von Sydow shows up, you're going on an adventure or like there's something that's got to happen. Uh, directed by Vincent Ward. Uh, if that name did sounds... You, did, unfor- you, did you IMDB him? Uh, I did, yeah. He did. <laughs> okay, he so was did like... I. Yeah, he was more of a writer, it seemed like. It seemed like he didn't have too many directing credits. And after watching this, I can see why, which I'll mention in a little bit. Um, Listen, I'm not going to... Listen, Greg said one of his all-time favorites. I'm not going to say the movie's bad, because it isn't. Uh, It has some really good touching moments and stuff like that. But the directing and the amount that this... I'm going to get into it now. The amount that this movie slows down before it like changes the scene or just slows down for absolutely no reason is unbelievable to me. Uh, it could have shaved 15, 20 minutes off of the movie. Yeah. Okay. But, but I'm going to challenge you here. You're oh, right. God. But um, no, I mean, well, it, it, the movie is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's like being in a painting. And I feel like yeah. you want to take the time to enjoy that scenery, you know, not just, hey, let's uh, rush but, and forget listen, all these visual there's effects. Conver- like, there'll be a conversation that's happening between Cuba Gooding Jr. and Robin Williams, and they'll talk about it, and the scene will end, and it'll just turn, and they're slowing down and just moving. And then it'll cut to, like, a next scene. Really odd choice. Um, as far as you're talking about the beautiful scenery, we, um, you know, it did, It obviously, uh, I think you had mentioned to me that it did win for visual effects, I think, right? Won, yes. the, won the Oscar? Won an Oscar. Yeah. So, yeah, won an Oscar for best uh, visual effects there for it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Vincent Ward, if you haven't heard of the director, it's because he hasn't really made anything, like, too prevalent since then. Uh, mainly a 90s guy. Um, and the best way I could describe this movie is it's totally a 90s movie, heavy 90s movie. I could sense I, I didn't watch any trailers for either one of these movies. However, with Dread, I probably saw the trailer in 2011. So, you know, oops on me. But this movie, I could see just being that, you know, voiceover, you know, when a man loses his children, when a wife can't, you know, I like just see the voice of the movie trailer for it, just like in my head, showing the visuals, showing some of the best lines. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's, if you, if you, if you're feeling like I'm a little, I'm a little, a little torn on the movie as far as like, did I like it or did I not? Like, I really kind of am. Um, but I would lean more towards, I liked it. Uh, but yeah, sorry, Chris, you were going to say something. No, it's just funny. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I haven't seen the trailer God in over 20 years, probably for it and, yeah, and avoided I, or however. And yeah, you're probably right. It probably is something that I, I feel like that that fits in that like Robin 90s. Williams. Like, yeah, Cuba, like Gooding Jr. Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. What <laughs> dreams may come like yeah, that in old, like that summer. old, yeah, that old formula. And, and, and even like, like I, I overall, like I actually, I, I watched most of it the second time. Like I've, I've seen it a few times. First time I yeah. see it, saw it wasn't in theaters. I bought it at like uh throwback the wall. I think um, that, nice. that shout yeah, out. remember that? Yeah. <laughs> shout out that to is an old, old stores that don't <laughs> exist. Um, so, and I remember like buying, I think at like a bin for like $5 or something. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Um, it's probably one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Um, I think now, like as I watched it, as like when I watched it before, I was like thirteen or fourteen, and you watch it like now, like I'm I'm thirty six and a parent, and like you see some of like like some of the struggles that he goes through, and it's just like very like 
I, when I watched it just recently for this, I'm like, this is like, I don't remember it hitting so hard, but I think like yeah. now, now as you're like an adult and, you know, necessarily like could be like, I'm not like, don't want to say could be in that position, but like you have different priorities in life than when you're 13 or 14. It really like is, I feel like it's tougher to watch now. Cause I think the last time I watched it, maybe it was, I, I would say within the past 10 years. Um, but it, it really does like, I, it hit me a lot harder now because of other, you know, priority shift as you get older. And I'm like, kind of watching like, you know, like a couple times a tear kind of came down. I'm like, Jesus, like, I do not remember this happening like 20 years ago. Um, but again, yeah. it, oh God. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, it's like you said, as, as you age and go through life and stuff, you, your priority shift, but also you have more experiences. So like this, this movie, while it's always been a favorite of mine, it hits more so now because yes, I'm a parent. Also I've dealt with grief through the loss of, you know, someone close to me. And um, it just, uh, it's, it's, even more relatable than just being a good piece of cinema. It's like, Oh wow. I can empathize and and sympathize with, you know, what these characters are going through. So it's, it's, it hits on this whole other different level. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was interesting for me when watching it, I was thinking about, you know, cause you, both of you had mentioned watching it. I'd imagine that you guys probably watched it when you were younger. And I was like, I wonder, you know, when they get, when they do the rewatch before we, we do our pod, like, how are they going to feel as parents? um about it you know i'm obviously not a parent yet but you know um you know what we're kind of alluding to in case you haven't seen the movie is uh i'll i'll read my notes word for word uh i mean it starts out with their love story and how they fell in love you know kind of running into each other uh and then you know flash forward to like their wedding and then they got two kids and within like five ten minutes of the movie the kids die um it gets dark quick uh and then right after that they do a four-year time jump there's another car accident. Robin Williams dies. And somewhere in there, too, they, they flash back to when the kids are young. And I forget which, which kid they're talking to. But the, they're talking about putting their dog down. So, like, I'm over here just losing my mind because within, like, 20 minutes of the movie, we've gone through all these tragedies that I haven't even had time to process, recover. You know, we're doing time jumps. Like I, I mentioned, the first scene is, like, them meeting. Then it's a wedding. Then it's their kids then the kids die then we're doing a four-year time jump then there's another car accident i'm like poor ann this girl ann um you know who is uh you know is played uh but yeah poor ann i mean what do you what did you guys think about that like were you devastated like well for sure i mean one of the notes i had was you know beautiful family beautiful home beautiful life absolutely idyllic and then juxtaposed with what is maybe the most depressing first 15 minutes of any movie Uh, in cinema history, because it's just boom, 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 like one hit after another. And it just, it, you know, it, that first 15 minutes, I mean, you know, it, things lighten up, I guess, uh, relatively speaking after that, but yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's this tragedy after tragedy and you're like, wait a second, what did I get into here? (laughs) Um, I, I honestly, like I, I legit said out loud to myself, like as I was watching it, I, I watching the first 10 minutes and I was like, did Pixar make this like, <laughs> like this, this, I like, if you put the up music on this, the beginning 15 minutes, like this, mm. I, I, I might have a new project. Like I would pay this, any amount of money for like a Pixar remake of this though. Yeah. Well, you got it. It's called up. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> got it. It's called. But uh, if you just see like you know like do 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 do, and then like yeah. Robin Williams flies away on balloons, like <laughs> I, I you know I'm gonna work on that. Um, other than that, it is sad. Like that is a really depressing first 15 minutes because like you said, it starts on such a high where you see like you know such a nice family, and then it's just like bam. Like, yeah, really this is what you're getting. Face. This is what you're getting into. And then he goes to heaven or yeah. And it's like, all right, well, this is how it's going to go. And it doesn't get it. It doesn't get any better. Like for him. Yeah. You know, we, well, over time, oh, it does, yeah, it does but it, it does, but it's just like, <laughs> I know we're jumping like, ahead, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it just like, it just, it's so, it's so weird. Um, like how they kind of like decided and it, 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 basically does what it's supposed to do like it's this isn't like necessarily like for what 20 75 of the movie it's not a feel-good movie like mm. you're not you're not going you're not like oh man this is really like making you know hyping me up and making me feel better like it's it's overall a depressing movie um and it did its job like they they kind of threw that curveball and saying like yep this is this is not gonna be the way and i actually forgot like that his kids did did die i thought it was just um robert williams who died so i was kind of like a little shocked because i forgot and yeah spoiler and um well i was gonna yeah. say spoiler alert later in the movie the wife kills herself so like yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie yeah. Starts and i forgot place. yeah and i forgot about that too oh, like, I thought literally all maybe, four like, of the main characters yeah. yeah yeah like i thought she was like in a coma or something or like i or like in that like like limbo world like kind of yeah like inception but yeah. this is inception so yeah so i'll talk a little bit about what i really really enjoyed about the movie greg mentioned sure. it earlier about the visual effects now I, I i was doing a little research while we were talking it did beat out armageddon for best visual effects so i oh i don't know armageddon maybe should have taken that one but um because <laughs> i think there's some cool practical effects in this that uh um, when I, I was, think the effects for this still hold up, whereas if you oh, watch Armageddon, ooh. it's a little hokey. I think I think the first half of this movie, the effects hold up really well. When you get into you know their version of hell or whatever it is, I think yeah, it kind fair. of I think it kind of looks very green screeny. But that's like '90s effects to me. Like you yeah. can take any movie in the '90s and like that's what I'm saying. Like early in the movie with when he jumps into the kind of the painting when he's trying to communicate with his wife. Um, you know, that must have been the messiest set because Robin Williams is just dripping in paint. Um, and then Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character is just touching paint and everybody's playing with paint. Dog comes back. So there, there's, you know, there's a nice moment there. But um, that was really well done. I really enjoyed the moments where they spent time in that. It felt very kind of Wizard of Ozzy. Um, you know, there's uh, just a very, very kind of like you're, you're in a new different world and, you know, different color palette. And the real surreal. Yeah. So really jumped, really love that. The story, I kind of really enjoyed, you know, the fact of like, you know, thinking about it from a family's perspective and like, you know, how do you go on after you're, you know, if you're, if your kids die, you know, and how do the parents kind of cope with that? And both of them cope in different ways. Um, you know, and then how do you cope when your husband dies, you know, as well? Um, you know, and, and the kind of idea of soulmates, you know, uh, my wife and I have had, uh, long conversations about like soulmates. So um, it's uh, it was a nice, it was a nice touching moment in the movie when they're kind of, you know, they, they, they understand and they've talked for their whole lives that they're meant for each other. And, you know, for me, that's like what a soulmate is. It's like, you know, we're here in this moment together, 
you know, it's not, you know, we are destined, you know, or defined, but, you know, your soulmate becomes, you know, your person by, you know, growing and, you know, becoming one with them. So I really, really heavily enjoyed, uh, enjoyed that part of the, uh, sorry, sorry to get a little, uh, little, little, little emotional in it, but yeah, those, those no, were, no. those were big highlights for me for it. Well, so what I want to say about that is, yeah, I mean, you know, there is a lot of depressing stuff about the movie, but yeah, at its core, 100%. there's yeah. also a really cool or strong message, which is like this love that transcends space and time and all yeah. boundaries. And, you know, what are you willing to do to to chase after that love? You know, will you go through yeah. hell itself? And like, you know, even if one person is in the afterlife and the other is still, you know, earthbound. Yeah, how far will you go? Exactly. Like, so I don't know. It's just, uh, man, I'm getting like goosebumps talking about it now, yeah. but I think, you know, yeah, there's, there, there is beauty in here, not just visual beauty, but also, you know, uh, metaphysical beauty as well. Yeah. And you guys got deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I wanted to come and go back to the special effects because some of them, like with the the shot where they're in hell, um, it looks like it like they're on a zoom screen. Like it looks like the it, the uh, back. Yeah, listen. You know exactly where I'm. Like right yeah, behind but Cuba. But like, there's like some Mad Max Fury Road type parts of it where they're like in this underworld, and that that looks pretty cool. It looks like that's set on a on a stage somewhere. And then I really dug the uh, the boat scene when they're going in and all the bodies are coming out of the water. That was pretty cool, um, and that looked uh, pretty pretty solid um from watching it but when yeah they, a lot of it when they got to shore too shout out to werner herzog for having a, yeah just a super just brief being, cameo random. being on set he's like hey you need any you need anybody yeah werner can you uh just start talking yeah. pretending you're his father that'll be great yeah. <laughs> um you know what i thought that like, this, i think this was the first serious role that i've seen robin williams do like in terms of drama um, I, I don't really because this was 98. So like, I don't know if I necessarily yeah. saw Good Will Hunting or a few other of his movies like um, they might have been where he's the teacher, uh, Dead Poet Society. Like I haven't seen yeah. those. Um, but like I, I, I and, and all I knew him from was like comedy was like Pete was uh, Peter Pan hook and all those like and I think like I prefer Robin Williams like more as a dramatic actor. And from because I'm not like a huge fan of like Mrs. Doubtfire is OK, like all his like goofy, like flubber, like their family movies. But I think like the like as like the range that he had when he like in some of his movies to be able to play like a silly character, like like. um God, like the the, the professor from flubber or Mrs. Doubtfire, but then he deals with like a movie like this and, uh, you know, it comes out like un unfortunately, like later when he died that he was suffering from you know, depression, he was suffering from, um, you know, the mental illness where, mm -hmm. you know, he, you, you really wonder like when, when, when actors throw these performances through, it's kind of like how, like, sometimes I feel like it's not even like, it, it felt like in some parts he like, he has that kind of like that expression on his face where it feels like he's not acting. And like, and I feel like this kind of movie, like, even though there is like a depressing tone to it, like he handles those, like dark he and even in other movies that he has he handles these dark moments like so well and you know i and it's it's unfortunate that like you know he he did pass a few years ago but um you know you look at back on some of these roles that he had like and another one like goodwill hunting that he has it's like he's he's he has one-liners like jokes but for the most part he's a, a very dramatic actor and you know he's juilliard 
Juilliard trained. Like he's, he has so like such a high range. And I think he doesn't get enough credit for this. Like I know on IMDb, it's like a seven out of 10, which is a solid score. I remember, oh, I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to about this movie don't like it. And they're like, well, it's Robin Williams being serious. I'm like, mm-hmm. I could literally name you probably 10 movies right now that he's a, a phenomenal dramatic actor. And, uh, and I think this movie, I don't know if it visually it, it, it's great. Like, I, I feel like this is like kind of, I can't imagine anyone else in this role other than Robin Williams. I feel like it definitely was like a real iconic role for him. And it, it, it really like, I, I wish we eventually got to see some of that more dramatic stuff now, because I think like towards the, like towards the end, he was doing, still doing some silly stuff. But like during the nineties, he was cranking out the dramatic stuff. Like in this, this is the first movie. I think I, I can like identify him in and be like, Oh yeah, that's Robin Williams. Mm. This was the first movie for me that I had seen him in a dramatic role. I mean, I, I had seen good morning Vietnam when I was like really young. Um, but even in that, I mean, he, you know, I, it, it's a serious role, but he's playing, you know, kind of like a wise cracking guy in this. He's just pretty much straight up. There's not, any like goofy mannerisms or shenanigans cracks, or anything like that cu- cracks a couple jokes in it but i wouldn't say it's anything that's like right. out of sorts for the character right you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah nothing yeah. silly just like funny you know humor that you would see from a dad right yeah it's like dad jokes or maybe like a little <laughs> aside or whatever but not any like crazy impressions or anything like that um but yeah, I mean, I just I found him and his acting in this very touching. And yeah, knowing what we know now, kind of like what Han said, it, it you know, there are some scenes where it's like, oh, man, I wonder how much of that is just him being him or, you know, but either way, I mean, that's that's the mark of a good actor is, you know, not knowing where that line is drawn between the character and the, the person. It's just there's just the performance. So I don't know. It's pretty cool. How about uh, you, Harry? What would you think about it? specifically him it's uh it's interesting watching it now um you know with him being gone and i think what i what i'll what i'll find really enjoyable about the you know this series that we're going to do uh, you know as we you know continue to do our podcast you know we pick movies for each other is watching movies where you know sometimes the actor or actress is you know now gone or you know you're watching their best work um you know and i think I think watching Robin in this role was, was pretty, pretty interesting because, you know, I felt like it was just such a change for him. Like, you know, I've obviously seen Goodwill hunting, um, you know, and a couple of other of his, I'm trying to think of them right now, but I can't off the top of my head, a couple of his later roles, you know, I know he did that really dark kind of where he played like a photo, like uh, a photo. 24 hour like, photo. Yeah. Like that kind of, you know, creepy, creepy role for that. But um you know, it, it's, it's really exciting to kind of, you know, I wouldn't say exciting, but it's really interesting and makes you wonder, like, you know, as he was, you know, filming this, like how much, you know, of these thoughts, you know, or, or troubles that he might've been dealing with for all his life, was he dealing with then, um, you know, on a lighter note for it, uh, they, they make him younger in this movie uh, <laughs> for the very early on flashbacks when they first meet and, Wow, what a what an attempt there uh, for it. Uh, <laughs> no prosthetics, mind you. No, no, none at all. <laughs> um, just straight up, just Robin Williams with like a a wig, a bad uh, wig. <laughs> yeah, a real bad wig. Uh, I had I I was watching it now. You know, there, there's that moment whenever you you watch an older movie and you're like, how old was Robin Williams in this? And then you're starting to think you're like, no, like 
he didn't, you know, Dead Poet Society already happened. Like, I definitely remember earlier movies and like, wasn't, you know, Good Will Hunting like right around then. And he's like playing this bearded old guy. And you're like, wait, what? This is a wig? Like, you're, you're kind of just taken aback and blown away. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty wild on, on a lighter note for it. Uh, funny, yeah. funny side story to that. Uh, I just watched on Netflix the movies that made us the new season dropped. Right, and they right, had okay. uh, an episode of Forrest Gump. And um, they noted in the movie how uh, Sally Field and Forrest Gump or uh, Tom Hanks um, in whatever movie they had done prior to this were like husband and wife were like boyfriend and girlfriend. And then the and very next this. movie they do together, Forrest Gump, she's his mom. <laughs> yeah. Just so it's, it's it. funny that you say that about Robin Williams, where he's like playing a super old dude. And then the very next movie, he's like, oh, yeah, here's him in his early 20s. Yeah. Well, no, it's just a bad wig. <laughs> yeah. I, and another like good, a funny example of that is when you mentioned that, like how like they, they like not the age one, but like they give him a wig. Like, yeah, I look at like Goodfellas, like and, and you know how old like Robert De Niro is supposed to be in Goodfellas? He's supposed to be like 27 or 28, I think. And Ray Liotta, I think, is supposed to be like 22 or 23. And so is, um, oh, not Danny DeVito, Joe Pesci. Pesci like, yeah. they are the oldest looking people. Yeah. Like, now. And there's, there's no, no de-aging way. Pesci. There's, there's no <laughs> way. Yeah. Joe Pesci looked like he was 60 for at least the past 20 or 30 years. And and the other, like, since it made me laugh was like, and, and you know, you're both fans of The Office is there's a the, the scene where I, I don't exactly know where it is, where like Michaels shows a picture with his old boss shaking his hand. It's like the meme too, oh, yeah, but yeah, he has the long the like mullet wig where it makes oh, it, yeah. supposed to make it look like he's like <laughs> 22, but he still looks like he's like 40. <laughs> yeah. So, so I had an interesting question when I was watching the movie. So at one point uh, there's a scene uh, which I believe gets revealed to be like you're kind of piecing it together where he, he's talking in heaven uh, to a woman who ends up being uh, his daughter. And it flashes back to a scene and he talks about playing his daughter in chess. And he played his daughter. I want I want to get I want to get a parent's on this. He played his daughter in chess for three months. Uh, and she wanted she wanted like serious games. She didn't want, you know, Robin Williams to take, you know, or uh, to take take it easy. And he beat her for three months and then she died. Um, so like just interesting, like, would you have any regrets as a father if like you were playing a game with your kid and you didn't let him win? And then, you know, tragedy strikes like how would you how would you deal with that? Would you be like, dang, I should have let him win at least once? Uh, hands, you've been a parent longer. I'll let you go first. I, I, so this is a tough question because it's like, I like, you know, I mean, I probably like, like just knowing me and like, and kind of like my, like my like personality and everything, I probably would feel bad and it probably would like make me feel like crap. Um, but thin thins too. And the only game that we've played on a board is uh, Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. And uh-huh. I don't know if I won or he won. I don't even know. Neither of us really know what happened. Right. So um, that's my only example I have. But I mean, in any other situation, like, yeah, like I, I would probably like I, I feel like there would be some ounce of guilt where I'm like, man, like. But at the same time, I would know in the back of my head, she like had said, like, go like give it give it all you got. Like you you yeah. play like a champ. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just a horrible person, but I would not feel bad. Um, I wouldn't have that guilt because I know that, look, I was being honest with her and challenging her and I was following her wishes. I was giving Mm. her what she wanted, which is, you Mm. know, straight up games of chess, not not letting her Mm. just, you know, go to town and never improving. See, what I would do is like if she became like if she was like about to do like checkmate, I don't I don't know how to play chess. I have no idea. I play it like checkers, Um, but. I would Wrong. like if if she came like a like a, a move away, knowing me, I'd probably swipe all the pieces off and be like, <laughs> now no one wins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So a couple other lighter moments that I noted from the movie. Uh, at one point, Anne, the wife, uh, she makes a joke about uh, buying a bike. Uh, this family really should have invested in bikes uh, or you know subway or train. Uh, car car accidents. Their kids die in a car accident. Ron Williams dies in a car accident. Uh, I would, I mean, the dog, they had a drive to put down, I presume. So, you know, they could have just let the dog die there. Um, but, uh, yeah, they really got to invest in a bike. So the, the wife makes a joke about it, but, uh, kind of funny. Another one here. Um, at one point, Robin Williams is racing to a tree that his wife just painted because there's this kind of tether that attaches where she paints this tree and he can kind of see it in, you know, his heaven and he races to it. Uh, first time, maybe there was a, a Naruto run. Uh, he really throws those hands back um, as he's running uh, and really giving it his all. So I hate this so much because <laughs> I've right. never noticed that until now. But now that Naruto is a thing, yeah, I see it. And it's like, oh, my yeah. God. Like this movie came out before. I'm sure even the manga for Naruto did. But yeah, mm. he does that run. And now it's like god yeah. damn it oh okay so um <laughs> i didn't even pick i can't up on unsee that. it I, I, yeah oh yeah I, I, I'm, I'm in the it's same quick. i'm in the same he's like running yeah. he's like running through either tall grass or something arm straight you back see the arm straight back and you're like hold on and then they cut and then they cut back and you're like yes oh i mean the beauty of having it on netflix too you just rewind and do all that um yeah but yeah um you know and then uh you know there's this scene towards the end. I mean, it's not, it's not really a light moment, but basically Robin Williams, as we kind of alluded to and talked about, you know, he kind of sacrifices himself, you know, to be with the person he loves, you know, rather than not be with her. Um, and uh, there's a scene where him and uh, Robin Williams and Max von Sydow are talking about how long he can spend in this kind of, you know, hellscape, you know, and he's like three minutes and uh, I timed it. Um, and he goes in there for over 12 minutes uh, of uh, actual film time. So um, just one of those funny things of like, I really get upset. Like just call it 15 minutes, like just call it 15 minutes. And then we, the audience can watch it really dislike it when movies are like, we got two minutes and then there's like 20 minutes of action. And then it's like the two minutes is still counting down. Like, yeah. Okay. Just a, just a little, just a little, little. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, you know, I, you know, Greg, as we've talked more about it, you know, I, I, I don't think this is a bad movie. I appreciate the suggestion for it. Uh, I, I think I rated it on my letterbox three to five stars, mainly because as I mentioned earlier, kind of the first half kind of has this Willy Wonka wizard of Oz kind of quality of like, you're going into a different world. Um, you know, the story, the, the, the base of the story, beyond the kind of you know trying to catch like i i honest to god the first 30 minutes you're like it's kind of a whirlwind um and you're just trying to play catch up especially when like i said i didn't read a trailer i just kind of read a blurb for it um you know it was just kind of like what's this movie about but um yeah so yeah three out of five definitely a solid choice i see why i see why you know you enjoy it 
um yeah those are those are my thoughts on uh on dream what dreams may come did uh did you see the big reveal of the kids coming like when they revealed themselves were you like oh yeah or you're like blindsided so after the first reveal they reveal the daughter as as a Mm -hmm. different woman um you kind of get a sense of like you know what is uh kuba gooding jr's character who is max von Sydow? like it's kind of one of those like they they reveal they show it early but at the same time i was definitely a little bit surprised you know that his son was cuba gooding jr which you know there's kind of um i I don't want to say a little bit of comedy there but it's like you know they have a like a real heartfelt moment at one point and it's it's just a little funny because like you just they like reveal it and then they're like having a heartfelt moment um but the um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say I saw it coming exactly until I would say the first one, and then it's like, oh, okay, that that makes some sense. But mm-hmm. even Max von Sydow, it's like, oh, so he's um, I, th- I forget the doctor's name. It's like Doctor Arthur or something like that. Um, Albert. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Albert, yeah. yeah. Um, I knew it was an A. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say that I that I saw it coming. Uh, but uh, you know, it definitely it definitely hit where it's like, oh, that's like I, I get why, you know, they're they're kind of taking them on this journey. And it's kind of funny to think about, too. Like if you were I'm not saying like, you know, let's get deep into the afterlife here. But it's like if that was the case, like it almost makes it makes it easier to transition if like, you know, a loved one is is playing a different person in your life or, you know, playing someone who maybe you don't recognize clearly because you only knew them at a certain stage uh, to kind of help adjust you to kind of realizing that, you know, you've passed on. So that was pretty mm-hmm. cool as well. Okay. Question for the group for both of you guys. Yeah. Any waterworks? Um... So for- Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm trying to think. Yeah. So for me, I would say when they when they were talking about soulmates and they were talking about, you know, when kind of Robin Williams and, and his wife, uh, when Annabella are are talking, uh, you know, the, the, I kind of would say I wouldn't say I got choked up or like even teary eyed, but it definitely was like like you kind of mentioned earlier a little bit, Greg, like goosebumps, like just kind of being like, oh, wow, like the, these are kind of things that, you know, I've either talked to my wife about or have thought about, you know, in your your darkest moments or your, your deepest, you know, hardest days. Um, but yeah, some of the, some of the other stuff. And like I said, I mean, I didn't have pro- time to process the first 15, 30 minutes where it's like all this stuff is happening. It's like, I'm supposed like, not that it didn't like, I didn't care and that it wasn't depressing or sad, but it's just like, it hits you so quick. And they're like, I feel even though the movie is almost two hours, it like moves at a pretty quick pace. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least I felt that way. Hans? How about you Hans? I, I don't necessarily think that I, I, there were like waterworks. I, I, I feel like maybe like you get like that, like kind of like teary eyed part where, uh, and I just, I, I think the one that stands out probably the most would be when he realizes that Cuba is his son and the whole mm-hmm. model, like that when they flash back to when he's talking to his son, like in the rain. Yeah. That's a good moment. And I, I think that, that, that's, that's a really good scene for that. And, and also like the scene at the end when they're in hell and he's talking to his wife, and I think that's another one where like necessarily like it's not I don't want to say I, I like I teared up, but like you said earlier, like, there are scenes where like you get like goosebumps where you're kind of just like like it, it's a very it, it really like and Harry, you said this like it, it like I don't none of us know like it on the, on the show, like what the afterlife is and like if we're ever going to be faced with like these kind of challenges and everything. And I think it, this is more along the lines of like it, it is that it, it does like answer like. It makes you ask those questions of like, if, if this was it, like what, 
what would you do? Like, and how would you have like these conversations? Like, how would you, like, you're still dead, but you still got to deal with some living stuff. And mm-hmm. you, and you know, it, it's, it, it kind of, it's a very, like, I feel like the way they integrated it, but then they like, they kind of make you at the same time, like what it, like they, I feel like they want you to feel sad, but then they like, when you're in those sad moments, they kind of show that like, there's like, like kind of times for hope. Like when they like towards the end, when they do reincarnation, which is a pretty cool option. Yeah. I don't even know if that, you know, they just threw that in at the end. That's a, they they have like, to put in paperwork for that, or is that like something they can just jump? I know on the line, or and yeah, that's a that dude. That's an excellent question. Like, yeah, like how long to take? Is it like a six week process? Like, they like are there like priority? Like, yeah, there was there was a nice little joke in there because obviously you know the ending they they do instead of choosing to live together, I guess in heaven they want to experience life together because of the stuff they missed out on and. Um, that was really sweet. And then they show him his kids, but there's a line that Robin Williams says, he's like, you know, I, you know, found you in hell, you know, you think I'm gonna have trouble finding you in New Jersey. So that was a really kind of funny uh, <laughs> there. So, so some yeah. humor in the movie. It's not all dark. It's not all dark. Well, I gotta um, say, you know, as far as the waterworks go, I get consistent waterworks with this movie uh, every time. And it's always the same part, but it's, you know, when they're in hell and, he's trying to rescue her and he's, he's going through and that moment where you see him start to fade and, you know, the color is draining from him. Mm. And then all of a sudden his eyes are kind of glazed over and he doesn't know where he's at. It's that moment of self-sacrifice. And that just gives, gets me every time. And it's like, Oh man, not only did he learn his lesson from earlier in the movie when, you know, they had their, their double D day and and he goes into that whole explanation. Yeah. he should have been there with her, but, but he wasn't because yeah. he had to be strong. Um, but now he wants to spend eternity with her. He'd rather spend eternity with her in hell than be separated. Uh, yeah. So that just kind of nice. tugs at the heartstrings every time. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, glad you enjoyed this movie. Any other final thoughts from you guys? Yeah, I was going to say really quick. I mean, if you have any uh, hallucinogens or if that's your if that's your <laughs> pleasure, uh, honestly, the first like 45 minutes of this movie uh, could really, really, really melt your mind, especially with the heavy topics they talk about. And I will say, you know, there there was some points in the movie where I was like, are we going to revisit this? Or like, you know, as you mentioned, the, the double D day, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of things that get thrown out and you're like, what was that? What, what is that? And then they, they really circle back to it and you know, so I, I would imagine and not taking anything away from it because I mean, but usually books are always better than the movie. I, I wonder if I would have read this as a book had I, uh, if I would have, you know, how people who read the book appreciated the movie or didn't appreciate the movie. So that's always interesting to me with, uh, those, those, um, those adaptations for that. Yeah, I will say, and you know, maybe this plays into, why i love this movie so much i mean one of many things but like i'm a sucker for a good afterlife story you know be it mm. lost or the good place or this like sign me up i just i love yeah. when they deal with those, that topic so anyway cool well glad you enjoyed it for the most part um and the then next part. we have... i enjoyed it greg i enjoyed it i appreciate yeah. i appreciate you dug deep and grabbed a movie from your heart to 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 show share with the world good I'm glad you did. Uh, I did the same thing with my movie. Yes. <laughs> so let's move on to that one. We're talking dread, baby. Oh, yeah. dread. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I, I, wait, in many respects. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like, 
<laughs> yeah, Robin Williams' character met a lot of people. And he was in heaven and hell. <laughs> Dread put so, him there. <laughs> Dread, Dread put him there. Uh, IMDb search official body count, I think, for this is 102 people. So, like, wow, that's, really? That's that's apparently the the line there. I mean, I don't. There's one scene that we'll get to, which I don't know how they got the how they got Look. the accurate body count for that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, and if you're looking at from what dreams may come, that's what did you say? 102. Uh, yeah, 102. 102. That's 98 more than what dreams may come. <laughs> Well, I mean, Man. you're discounting the dog. Uh, you That's know. true. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, what do we say? Arthur Albert had to get Albert. Albert had to Albert, get here somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Albert had to get in there. Why do I keep saying Arthur? Uh, or Arthur? Uh, Ar- I can't Arth- even say Albert. Arthur. Albert. Arthur. Albert. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to say the word Arthur. <laughs> Arthur. Now I Arthur. just want to say Arthur. We're off the rails. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so dread. So a movie came out in 2012. Uh, action, obviously, movie. Uh, if you have Hulu or Epics and you subscribe to that, uh, you should be able to get this movie. Uh, Pete Travis directed it. Uh, if you don't know Pete Travis, he didn't really do too much else uh, of importance after that that I could find. Uh, maybe you guys maybe found something. Uh, Stars Carl, Carl Urban, uh, who's been in a plethora of things, some Lord of the Rings movies. He's on the Amazon show, The Boys Now, which I think is probably where he's kind of playing center role for that. Uh, Olivia Thrillby, who's kind of like um, that girl in a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I look, I looked at her IMDb. She has a bunch. I like, I can't even, there's no movie where she's been the star, which uh, I guess this movie is one of them where she was, you know, second billing, uh, possibly behind uh, Lena Hetty, who is uh, the villain in this movie. And uh, only- Wood Harris. The- the only things I recognized Olivia Thurlby from were uh, Juno and the Wackiest. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything yeah. else that she was in. Yeah, I think she. Uh, yeah, there was a movie I think called Margaret, which I think she was into, which some people, you know, some art house heads might know. Mm-hmm. Um, Lena Headey, obviously from Game of Thrones. Uh, mm-hmm. Wood Harris from The Wire fame. So they really dug deep on the HBO uh, log lines there and got those too. Um, yeah, so I mean, this is this is based off of the comic. It's based off of well, I wouldn't say it's based off. It's a re reboot. Uh, I would say I'm not even caring about the the previous '90s uh, version from uh, Sylvester Stallone that we I think we briefly mentioned in our action movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is closer to the comic than that was by oh, far. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Those those were the vibes I was picking up uh, from it because uh, it seemed I haven't seen Judge Dredd as I thought I did because it was definitely uh, what was the uh, the other movie that he did. So I, I Demolition Man. Demolition Man. I yeah. think oh, yeah, no, yeah, I think yeah, what yeah. happened was the only time we talked confused. about Judge Dredd. Is because yeah. we thought we were talking about Demolition Man. Well, I thought I was talking <laughs> about Demolition Man. Then I had a pause and be like. I don't know what I'm talking about right here because I'm not making any sense. Um, so a couple other cool things just to mention about this movie really quick is uh, this 2012 big time for 3D. Um, so this movie did get a 3D release. And upon first watch, I there's some camera things that I was like, wow, that's a little interesting or it's a little interesting. They're lingering on this. And then you think about the 3D element of it. Um, and so I think that definitely plays a role a role in rewatching it. Um, but I know it was well received with 3d and you can kind of see some of the scenes where that kind of stands out. Um, and then a couple other notes that I just wanted to make, uh, just about kind of the production of the movie, uh, Alex Garland did the screenplay for this. Um, I read, uh, that he kind of had some influence from training day, um, as kind of, you know, this, you know, veteran cop showing the ropes of a rookie, um, definitely different tones as far as, 
uh, you know, the, the, the connection between dread and uh, Anderson, I think is uh, Olivia's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Alex Garland, um, you know, he's done things such as ex machina um, and a couple Annihilation. other annihilation. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, a couple other sci-fi movies, which, uh, so he's kind of, a big, big name uh, right now and a big director. So uh, that was surprising because I don't think I knew that um, when uh, when I when I first watched. Well, when I watched it, because uh, it was the first time I watched it. But um, yeah, it was a little surprising fact after the, after the fact with that. Yeah, I and and I didn't even know that he actually directed or had any kind of connection with this. And I'm like a huge Alex Garland fan because I know he had. Yeah. Like I, I, Ex Machina, great movie, phenomenal movie. Annihilation, I actually will not. I don't think I've watched that more than once. I own it, but I get really uncomfortable in some of the scenes where it's kind of like, um, yeah, like the whole like last fifteen minutes. And Greg, have uh, you yeah. seen Annihilation? No, is that the one with um, Natalie Portman? Portman? Yeah, yeah, it's a very like it. it you know, it's a great, it's, it's a fantastic movie, but there, it's yeah, very I, like I wanted some, to see it. I just never got yeah, around to it. Yeah, it's right. really good. But um, yeah, I didn't even know he had any connection with this, which is good because I mean, I love, I love Dread. I love like the, I, I, I don't know like any bad thing about this. Like it's it just it's a fun wow. movie. Like I, I'm not putting this up there as like my favorite movie of all time, um, or even top ten. But for what it is, it's such a it's such a goofy, crazy like. You, you take the silliness from like the one from the nineties with, with Sylvester Sloan and you kind of put like a mature tone on that as well. Mm. And it's like, it's goofy. It's a goofy movie with a dark, a darker tone than what came before. And I think it fits. It's like, um, a, it's like a Disney but, goofy movie. Is that what you're. Yeah. It's just like a goofy movie. In fact, they, <laughs> they should, wire. they should, they should do a crossover with goofy and dread. Oh Jesus. I don't think that um, would end well for goofy. <laughs> <laughs> no, then yeah, um, but I <laughs> I just had a weird a weird picture, um, but I it's just such a vibe like I feel like this this did not get this is kind of becoming like I guess what you consider like a cult classic. Um, yeah. It didn't do well in the box office in nope. terms of like it's 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 a rated R kind of character that I don't it, it, it kind of it's way oh yeah it's well after. That it didn't have the stink of Stallone on it, but I think mm-hmm. like you didn't have a lot of big name characters in it. Like I think your biggest name character in it was, I I honestly couldn't even tell you. Like Lena Headey was probably the biggest name. I mean Carl Urban was a that guy, but he never yeah. really highlighted a movie. I'd be curious to see what kind of what other movies were out when this opened up because that might have had an impact on it too. Um, yeah. And this was when summer movies were like killing it. It was like 2012. I think this came yeah. out in in over the summer, if I remember correctly. Um, well, that so, would be Avengers one was 2012. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do some research, fellas. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but but at the same time, but like, yeah, I, I, I think it really fell into that, like had a category of like people just didn't care. And yeah. I think people that watch the movie will like vouch for it as it's just a great action movie. And, and yeah. the performances in it, like a lot of people discredit it, like Carl Urban, like, you know, he's been around forever and he's like kind of starting to get that recognition he deserves with the boys. Like, I think he's a phenomenal actor, but yeah. um, I can't think yeah. of any role that he's done that I haven't enjoyed. Like, he's just yeah. one of those Even where like Dune, whatever you he's... give him, he'll knock it out of the park. Yeah, he's in Dune. Oh, dude, not yeah. Dune, Dune. 
And like, he's, he's even great in that. Um, but you know, yeah. I, I think that it's just like, it, it's, a, it's one of those movies that kind of just fell through the cracks and not a lot of people saw it. Well, and they should have. I mean, jumping on the release date for it. I mean, it came out in September, which is usually as, September, as we all okay. know is kind of more of a downtime dumping um, ground. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it would have had, you know, it looks like it was middle of September, I think. Um, so uh, late September. So it would have ran into something at the beginning of August that probably would have, you know, superseded it or, you know, taken precedent. But I mean, the 3d was also a factor though. I think that was, you know, during a time where, you know, it had kind of, people have kind of figured out like 3d is kind of more of a gimmick, um, you know, not to avoid it. Cause I mean, you know, as we mentioned with, uh, you know, Avengers and all that stuff, it, it was something that was pulling in the box office, but I think it was definitely something that played a role for that. Um, and plus, I mean, you know, dread following, you know, the, the 1990s version with Stallone, it's like, how well is this going to do? Um, and it looks like they, you know, played true to, to comic heads of, of the dread comic. Um, Definitely, uh, definitely some influences, you know, as, as we'll get, I mean, it kind of, I guess I'll, I'll tell a little bit about the movie. Um, so yeah, so basically judge dread, he's got this rookie cop Anderson that he's got to teach. Um, you know, they have the first scene that shows dread being a total baddie and, uh, you know, blowing up some cars, uh, with some, uh, some guys taking a slow-mo drug, which again, uh, really cool. Kind of felt like I was watching cranked. I was interested at what the cranked influence on this, on this movie was, but uh, that, you know, or if there was anybody who was like involved with crank cranked. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, like that, the, when they were taking the slow-mo drug, they basically really, really slow things down. Um, and that was pretty cool. But yeah, so he takes this rookie cop. They end up going to uh, peach trees, which is like this big apartment complex in, in a uh, mega city. Or is it called Mega City? Mega City One. Mega City One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they uh, they basically get locked down in there, and it's these two versus you know a whole you know flood of uh, of gang you know for Mama's gang, uh, which are some really cool names uh, in the movie as well. Um, but yeah, what I what I also thought was pretty cool is they didn't really try to rely on too many like special effects. Like they just kind of put some things in there, you know, kind of used realistic kind of you know freeways or you know areas of the world and just kind of put you know some cgi buildings and some things flying over so they didn't try to overdo it and cheapen it they just kind of kind of added it in there um you know playing a little bit of a role there for it so i thought that was pretty cool um definitely could see some uh batman uh influences with uh with dredges i mean uh, dreads uh, one-liners, I'm sure maybe from the comics that are in there. I wrote a couple of them down that I really just uh, enjoyed. Uh, it's all the deep end. Uh, maybe I should do this in like a dread voice. It's all the deep end. <laughs> I think a bullet might interfere more with that when he's talking to Anderson about uh, not wearing a helmet. Uh, I am the law. Judgment time. Um, so just some really cool one-liners in there that I just like was getting heavy, you know, Batman vibes. Maybe it's because of the arguments we've had about Batman that it was on my brain, but um, yeah, just, just really, really funny, enjoyable one-liners from a guy who takes his job very, very seriously, um, you know, and holds it to the law, the letter of the law. What does the law say uh, as, as he goes through there? But um yeah, I mean, it starts off pretty bloody as well uh, going into the movie. I mean, as, as you know, as I mentioned, it's a hard R. So definitely know that going in. Um, yeah, a weird, uh, you know, we mentioned some of the actors in the movie, a weird little Dom, Dom Gleason cameo. 
the future uh, Supreme, the, the try to be Supreme leader Hex. Uh, little, little, little cameo from him in here is some uh, robot tech guy, um, mm. which was, uh, was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, what, what do you guys, what do you guys think about all that? I mean, uh, what, do, what are your relations to dread? Uh, well, I've got a couple points I wanted to touch on. One, yeah. I think, um, as far as the Batman thing goes, it's funny that you mentioned that because I I was trying to picture him. I think he would be a killer Batman. I don't mm. know about a good a Bruce solid. Wayne, but Batman, yeah. like he would be perfect as as that character. Um, Judge Anderson, well, I don't. Which I I guess I don't know if she's a judge in the beginning of the movie. Spoiler alert: she becomes one at the end, but um. Uh, <laughs> just throw that out there. She um, completes her training. Yeah, but I think she's a really good entry point for us, the viewers, because Judge Dredd is just such an unassailable, like kick butt dude. Like he's very yeah. stoic. There's not much to him, but you know, give us Anderson, who is the one with these human emotions, and you know, trying to learn the ropes and decide what's good and and what is just. And that makes a perfect entry point for us. Um, so I, I think it, it yeah. was a really good addition having her in the story as opposed to just following Dread around and watching him yeah. wreak havoc, you know? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a fair shout. It reminds me of Sicario with uh, Emily Blunt's character. They kind of use her as the audience avatar to kind of mm-hmm. see through it. And I mean, Anderson has her moments on her own where she, you know, gets to show us like her powers, you know, as a mutant, which I thought was pretty funny considering all the, you know, X-Men Marvel talk you hear all the time. But uh, but continue, Greg, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's all good. Um and then the visual effects for slow-mo uh, I thought were stunning. Um, I do remember the other time that I watched this, I watched it in 3d. Uh, I have the, the 3d Blu-ray and nice. at the time I had 3d TV and everything. So I popped it on and watched it in that. And yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great in that format, but if that was, that could be another thing that led to its um, box office demise was if it was at the time, an era where they were pumping 3d and just pushing yeah. it. And you know, there's like 70% of shows in 3d and 30% yeah. not. Well, if nobody wants to see 3d, yeah. I think it was, I think it was released as dread 3d. Like, I think that was yeah. kind of the selling point mm. for it. Um, I'm starting to I see like the correctly. poster. Yeah. And it like, mm. that was like when it was like the 3d, like, like the real D, which I was never like a big fan of. I was always like, like the IMAX or like, yeah, I guess, but it's just like, I was more like IMAX kind of 3d. Like, I feel like that got yeah, the most, course out of like the 3d kind of trend um but i yeah I, I i specifically i for some reason i i feel like on the poster it said i see dread and then like they threw like a three in there somewhere like for an e because well i'm know, gonna need uh next year a 10th anniversary re-release in imax and dolby please <laughs> with like a like a tease for a sequel at the end <laughs> yes uh, so yeah, those are just some of the points I had for now, but by all means, continue yeah. or unless hands, you got anything? No, I mean, there's a, and, and we've mentioned this before. I, I believe we mentioned this before is like with the, with, with dread and, um, a movie we've talked about like multiple times with, uh, with the raid, um, they do have like kind of similar stories in terms of a building locking down and, you know, our hero has to fight their way out. Um, and, and I think the raid came out in 2011 in 2011. So it was like kind of like close. Um, but it like, it's so like going back to Carl Urban, like it's so like true. Cause I, and I didn't read dread comics, but I'm pretty sure like 
any of the judges like never really took off their helmets and that's like dedication for carl urban to keep that on the whole like the whole movie like stallone yeah. i i don't remember the last time i saw judge dread he probably like knocked that thing off in the first five minutes off that big melon of his and he probably was just like now nah, i'm not i'm not wearing this the whole movie Meanwhile, you know what i'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because props to the director and the studio for leaving the helmet on, because that's mm. a big problem that I have with superhero movies. They're like, oh, well, we pay all this money for the actor. You know, we want to show their faces. And it's like, yeah, but 90 percent of the time they're supposed to be wearing the mask. Yeah. So just I'm cast so anybody. happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, not just cast anybody, but I'm so happy that. You know, they they kept it on with dread. Uh, I mean, yeah. look, having Carl Urban in there made the difference. And guess what? We never saw the top half of his face. So so I will I will ask this nerd question. Um, do you have a preference on the helmet? Because I have one, but I'd like to hear from you, too, if you prefer the helmet in 2012 Judge Dredd or the, the Stallone Dread helmet. 2012. Yeah, I, I, mean this. I, I don't even remember what the, the Stallone one looked like. And but I I I, I that I kind of washed that that stink out of my memory. Like I I can't I can't remember. I the last time I probably watched it was probably at a time when I probably shouldn't have. Like in like the late nineties when I was like eleven or twelve, no. um, which was twenty five well, years ago. Well, while you guys are pulling up images, I'll talk a little bit about a scene that I hinted at earlier um, when we talk about body counts, and it's it's the minigun scene. Mm. So at one point, Mama gets uh dread and anderson trapped on a floor um they figure out how to lock them down in there and then they just pull out these three miniguns on tripods and they're just railing pretty much from like it's an apartment complex so it's one side each so they're just railing on the one side and dread is running a, like 100 miles an hour trying to get out of the way of these bullets um as these three guns are just destroyed like it goes on for a solid like two minutes, all this shooting and uh, don't know how they kept the body count clean on that. I guess they maybe just showed people and just counted them as opposed to the people they didn't show. But so, shockingly dread does not get hit once, um, which I thought was a little bit, eh, but like, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, I don't know. I always like, I always have trouble with this. It's like, well then don't go so overkill with the guns. Yeah. And yeah. make it survivable but it's also it's like you know maybe a nick in the leg or the shoulder or you know some blood but i mean he's dread and he's he's a baddie so he's gonna uh try to make it out of there ah man now he, he's not taking any bullets that's how so, good he so, is so what's the vote but, on but the he helmet? does yeah well yeah he does at one point yeah <laughs> um you know for the helmet for me i prefer this one but also um i i like the like if you look at I guess the the art design for the whole movie, which includes the helmets, everything is like dirty and grimy and lived in. And I yeah. love that. Like this mm. look to your point about, you know, the the CG and I guess even the sci fi elements of it, even though this takes place in, I guess, the distant future, because they talk about, yeah. you know, what Mega City one is. Um, and that is would, interesting. Yeah. But like all the tech in it is somewhat realistic like it's not leaps and bounds beyond what we have now so i like the guns yeah exactly so i like that they kept it that way and i like that um you know even reflected in costume design everything is very worn and lived in and grimy and dirty 
That yeah, that's a good point. Like, and I and I just like pulled up some of the because I want the comparative image from like the Stallone one to to um car the urban one, and it like you're right, like it looks like it's like worn down, mm-hmm. and I and I feel like they're I mean they're both futuristic movies, but like Stallone's looks like so campy. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I kind of like the helmet a little bit, but a lot more than I remember it. But yeah, yeah. like it it doesn't look like. I feel like a lot like back then in like the nineties, like they made like these futuristic cities to be like, like beautiful and like well lit and just yeah. like, like crazy. Perfect. Like there's, yeah, this one, I love the environment in this one. This just look like yeah. a, like a, like a rundown dump. Yeah. And you know, the characters, like, like you said, the, the outfits are reflecting that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of prefer the Stallone ones just cause I, I felt like it was a little bit bigger and a little like cooler looking, but like I, I take your point, Greg, about you know the 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 lived in helmet. It looks like you know his everyday attire. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So after that minigun scene, there's another funny little scene where Judge Dredd has to let everyone know that he is still alive um, because they they make a call and uh, sadly it doesn't go uh, well for him. Uh, so he runs in, and I'm pretty sure this is like Mama's number two, Caleb. He just gets chucked off the balcony and he's just <laughs> gone. No, like, like he goes over to look for him and it's just like, he's out of the movie. Like his number two is just deuces. We'll see you later. Um, He really like, it's just, he's gone. It's it. It's it for him. When that happened, I was like, wait, was that the dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, they just off him like that. And it's like, okay, the yeah. lieutenant's gone. <laughs> yeah. So um, another, another cool tie in really quick with the movie that I, that I read about, which I kind of didn't realize at first, but there's a scene where Wood Harris's character um, goes up and he, he's basically kidnapped for the majority of the movie. Very, very small, like line reading from him. Like, it just seems like they forget about him for the first half an hour because he's like, just tied up. He doesn't really say a single word. I think until he gets alone with uh, Olivia's uh, character, Anderson. And so there's a really cool scene where he, I mean, it's not really cool. It's really intense uh, where like she goes into his head. Cause as I mentioned, she's a mutant and she's like a psychic and kind of like jump into his head um, and allows him to use her gun, like take her, his, uh, her gun from him. And then later on in the movie, when uh, Wood Harris surprise, he escapes um, has her kidnapped. Uh, he tries to use the gun and it backfires on him and blows his arm off. So there was the connection there where it was like he thought he could use the gun based off of that. And she kind of supplant, supplanted it in his mind that he would be able to use that. So just saw that was pretty cool. She incepted well. it, baby. She, you know, Inception. <laughs> you know, Christopher Nolan touches everything, as we know. Gave him that idea. <laughs> um, really, really dug, really dug when the bad judges show up. Um, I think one of them's name is Lex. And like they, they kind of go quick mm-hmm. with the names. And if you don't pause it, you'll probably miss them. Um, but love kind of the the corruptness of it and showing how deep the corruption goes. Um, that's what also I really enjoyed about this movie is like it doesn't try to be more than it needs to be. It doesn't show us who, you know, there's two scenes with like uh, Dred's boss. And it's pretty much like, hey, you're going to train this rookie. And at the end, it's, hey, how did this rookie do? Are you, are you allowing him <laughs> to go through? There's no other scenes which is perfect. Never there, mind so. that they just went through the most extreme circumstances. Yeah, I, I felt like I don't know. I felt like it's a little laid back for that, but I guess when it's dread, you're just kind of like, oh, he's got it. Like, oh, yeah, true. Killed a hundred people in a hotel drug bust. Okay, cool, awesome, great job, dread. That's our dread. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody, clean this up. 
Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the paperwork. We'll do it the Monday. Meat wagon. <laughs> um, but what I really loved was that it didn't try to be too much. It didn't have like a commanding officer who like shows up towards the end and you're like, why would this be the case? Um, it didn't try to add, you know, weird things or weird, you know, there wasn't a love interest between Dredd and Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of like, I really enjoy when movies kind of stick to their guns and just kind of push through for it, um, you know, or commit to a hard R, you know, if you're going to have this, you know, one scene, like just commit and go with it. Um, so really enjoyed that. And then uh, the wild mama death scene at the end, um, you know, again, I think it makes more sense when you're watching in 3d in a movie theater, as opposed to here, but it's definitely a really cool, interesting scene. Um, Dread kind of playing, uh, playing the odds saying, you know, is this really going to work? She tries to set off a, a bomb that's going to blow up all 50 fools and he has none of it and throws her off the side. She falls <laughs> 200 floors from the, uh, from the top of the building, which was a, uh, pretty insane mm-hmm. uh, if you ask me so so yeah any other any other thoughts on uh, on dread boys uh before i give it my rating hands Le- you want to go lena, first lena hetty is like a, like i only know her like i forgot like I, she was like up and coming kind because she was in 300 and she was filming game of thrones at the same time as this so i don't and, and i think she the only other like thing i know her from is at the time was like the sarah connor sarah connor chronicles on uh fox which i think lasted like 20 minutes um which deservedly so um yeah i watched every 20 minutes um but i i i think like she's she's such a good villain like for this kind of role like and you know she kind of shows in game of thrones too um you know i I, although i does she do you do you know about that or i told we we've discussed this i just the middle part i need to get caught up on um just his middle two seasons middle two Um, (laughs) yeah um she's i she's a terrible person um but i i I loved her like addition i think like she was kind of like a lot of these the people they used for the cast were like up-and-coming actors and um yeah i thought everyone like kind of carried their part really well in this um you know going back to like kind of the sequel talk like uh, i think this movie if it did a little more well like did it well financially i think we could have saw a second one, but in the days of streaming nowadays, like I, I want to see like Netflix throw like a bunch of money to make this mm. like a series. Like I, I think this would, would do well as, as that kind of streaming series on either like Amazon or, or, or Netflix um, or Disney plus. And that would be great if they like sneak that in there. And, uh, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, I, I think there could be a future and I, but with the way like Carl Urban's like kind of making out with the boys right now, like he's like Emmy nominated, like it, that show, he's going to be on that until they, until either like they kill him off or he just doesn't want to do it anymore. But he's like really getting his name out with that. Um, but yeah, a extremely violent movie. Like, you know, definitely not what dreams may come. Um, was a highlight in terms of movies that wasn't the superhero movie in ter- like from 2012. Um, I, you know, it, it still holds up really well for being like nine years old. Like I'm not, it's not 30 years old, but I think, yeah, I feel like this movie could be made today, like on like a streaming service and kind of be good. Um, most, most of these streaming movies are not good. Um, watch money plane. You'll see if I'm right or wrong. Oh, geez. Kelsey Grammer. Pass, thanks. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to. Next time we do that? this. Hold on. You watch that. I made it about 15 minutes. 
And uh, I think I think I think the Edge isn't Edge in that the wrestler. Yep, I he think sure so. Is. Yeah. Surprise, Greg yes, hasn't he is. watched that. Given his I don't watch that. any movies with wrestlers. Come on, <laughs> you're watching Suicide Squad with John Cena. Get out of here. No, that's um, true. I am. Yeah, and you watch no, all the Rock movies. Get out of here. I do. I do. All right, see Jungle Cruise this weekend. Get that's, out of here. <laughs> that's going to be my next thing. Is you guys have to watch Money Plane. All three of us need to watch. Ooh, Ooh, in, in a hole. Um, but yeah, no. I or like, at least you know, watch downloaded episode. Money yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I again, the reason I recommended it, I thought you'd enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. which you know, we'll find out in a second, Papa. Your your last last takes on it, yeah. Um, you know, going back, I totally forgot about the corrupt judges, so I was pleasantly surprised yeah. when I saw that. I was like, yeah, it's a great plot point. Um, and just overall, uh, great casting. I just everybody. Yeah did really really well in the roles uh lena heady i i believe it's pronounced um was in heady yeah uh she was tremendous as uh it's all right i mean you know she does listen but it's i'll i'll I'll, I'll message her (laughs) let her know um she was tremendous as mama carl urban olivia thurlby i mean you, you went over the cast they were all great so uh yeah i just i really liked it hands i didn't even think about what would happen if they did like a Netflix mm. mini series, like give me a 10 part hour long episodes or whatever. I'm totally down as long as it's Carl Urban as, as dread. Um, but yeah, With, I think that would be tremendous on that note. I actually, and I read some like IMDB kind of facts on this. What would you mm. like? And um, one person who was up or was uh, tried out for the role was Michael Bean, which mm. looking back, I probably would, I think, I, I think he might've been a little too old in 2012 to do that. Mm. And he kind of disappeared. Um, I, I forgot know. he even existed, but I mean, he's got the acting shops. I don't know if he has like the physical stature. That's for what it, I mean. Yeah. He's a yeah. little smaller, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he could, he could so. beef up for it. Maybe I, I'm but every role. I think Hit I've seen him. In, he's, yeah. He's been a little, <laughs> little scrawny in, but yeah, I think he would have been great for it. Like I'm, I'm waiting for like this Michael Bean, like, like, renaissance return like renaissance like this comeback <laughs> like i feel like he got like he gets so much on un- like so he needs to get recognized more i watch tombstone because it's literally on tv all the time and other than like if you like other than val kelmer like he's probably my favorite part of the movie this isn't mm-hmm. the michael bean podcast but he did this is the love that he Hashtag should be getting love michael bean <laughs> that's coming love soon. michael bean <laughs> but no but he he actually um tried out for the role and it made me think like i i think like he would have been another good actor, like kind of for this role. But you're right. In terms of physicality, he probably I probably, you know, can beef up more than him. That is interesting, though. That would be an interesting what if. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Give me that. Give me that Netflix series. Back to you. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely. <laughs> I mean, I, it seems like I mean, if Alex Garland really did a lot of the screenplay for it, which, you know, things that I read seemed like he was kind of you know, basing it, you know, from the comic, but writing the screenplay for it. Like, it seems like the ball's in his court if he wants to write something else, because I think he had a couple storylines that he wanted to do, but he just couldn't figure it out. Um, so I, I think if he did that, they probably might greenlit, greenlight something, especially because of, you know, his prominence now with, you know, his ability to do some movies. I mean, he has one, I don't know if he specifically won an Oscar, but, you know, Ex Machina did win an Oscar for, I think, uh, visual effects or, you know, whatever uh, the category was for that. Um, um, but yeah, he has I mean, a show on, on Hulu called Devs, yeah, yeah. which Devs, is yeah. phenomenal. It's on FX, but yeah. Or FX, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah, but it's yeah. on, they, they have it on Hulu. It's a phenomenal show. Um, and yeah, he, that sounds he created that. Yeah, oh yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be definitely interested in a, in a Netflix series. That's like some like Netflix series that didn't work for me where like uh, some of the subpar, like I felt they were subpar Marvel stuff like Daredevil and uh, Punisher and stuff like that. Like they never really caught my interest, but I think something in that vein, but like dread, you know, I think, you know, with the popularity of like cop shows, you know, and just using it as like, uh, you know, cop show, maybe putting a little bit more money behind it might be something that uh, people be interested in. But uh, overall for me, I, uh, I enjoyed dread just a, a tad more. I think I also gave it three stars um, mainly because it's commitment to, to violence slash being, being its own movie and not caring, you know, honestly, it, like I feel like they made it and didn't care if this movie would make a hundred million dollars or if it made $5 million. Uh, so really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, I probably had a little bit more fun with this, but definitely enjoyed the heart of what dreams may come. Um, also, uh, I, th- I don't know if I mentioned it, dread out nice hour 35. You're in, you're out. Yeah. You know, big bang, you're dumb. So love me a good 90 minute movie, <laughs> Ooh, baby. I'll tell you nowadays, you know, working, I mean, you guys got kids, a 90 minute movie. I mean, as much as I, I actually, um, little, little side note for the listeners. I went out and bought 10 criterion movies, uh, for my collection. Mm, nice. And, uh, I don't think any of them are 90 minutes except for maybe one. So, uh, Ooh. when do, when to find the time? Cause the wife ain't going to watch them with me. So that's another problem as we all um, struggle. Harry. Can you yeah. like in terms of Criterion? When do movies uh-huh. get added? Because there's one movie that I, I heard is on Criterion. I don't know if it should be on there, but I'm thinking about buying it's, it. It's the Muppet Which, movie. Not the, you're <laughs> Which close. One? Which movie? Uh, uh, Armageddon. Stop. So Arm. So, no, Armageddon is on there. What Michael Bay Armageddon is in the Criterion what? collection. What but, is the uh, criteria to be on Criterion? That's why I'm, I'm just curious. <laughs> I think there's another Michael Bay movie on there. If I'm being honest about it, uh, I just can't remember which one. It's got to be Pain and Game, Dark of no, Dark of the Moon, Dark no, of the Moon. What stop? Um, but anyway, but yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if it's available because sometimes they what? they run things like they have a Akira Kurosawa, uh, like box set of like twelve of his movies, but like it's yeah. not in print right now, so you can't buy it anywhere. Uh, from straight from Criterion, I'm sure you can. Maybe I find ca- it I cannot believe that's a Criterion. I am shooketh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, hopefully the listeners at home still. I mean, but uh, I was gonna say, uh, Uncut Gems comes out on Criterion in October. Ooh, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So, um, you know, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, if anybody catches this before August second, fifty percent off Barnes and Noble. Uh, free free plug for the Barnes people uh, and Criterion apparently. Um, yeah, to check that out, fifty percent off uh, all their all their stuff, and usually their stuff is pretty expensive, and they have a, a lot of extra features. So. Criterion Barnes, you know, we're here. We'll, we'll gladly uh, pitch pitch you all the time. So Nice. It's getting, um, getting Criterion. Main topic is over, but I'm going to hit you guys with a side topic, and we didn't Ooh. actually discuss this beforehand. Final so this side. Is, this is news. Uh, a little, yeah. a little we've, flavor. A little we've already, flavor. We've already derailed like three different times. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we talked about, you know, possibly doing an episode on this, but, I, you know, we kind of mm. nixed it because there was there were other topics. But yeah. I went ahead and watched uh, Space Jam 2 um, yesterday. Oh. Did you guys happen to catch it or oh. no? No. So oh. so here here's one thing I will say, and I, I don't mm-hmm. mean to just to, to derail you, Greg. Yeah, um, I didn't see it, but I also feel like I had my Space Jam movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I had, I was eight years old, I think, or nine years old when that one came out. And like, that was my space jam. So nothing against this one. I don't have a kid that's old enough to see it. Maybe one day I'll be able to show my kid. Um, but yeah, let, let's hear the review. The folks are, the folks are chomping at the bit. 
All right, so I'm going to keep this one spoiler free just in case you guys do want to go watch it because I know it's relatively new, but uh, I hated it. (laughs) It was it was so bad. And like, I didn't have high expectations going in either, but I'm like, ah, you know what? Like, I heard there's other Warner properties in there. Maybe that'll be cool and all this stuff. No, it was just it was dreadful. And LeBron James, as amazing as he is on the court, he is the complete opposite of that on the stage because acting ain't his field, baby. That ain't his did bag. You, did you see him in Trainwreck? That's what I was gonna say. Like Trainwreck, he's good in. But like, but yeah, I like he's a supporting the role. Yeah, but he's LeBron. He's but he literally, role. yeah, and he's LeBron. Well, yeah, yeah so. I liked Trainwreck, and he had very, very, very limited screen time in that. This yeah. one, he had to carry yeah, a whole movie apples and, to oranges oof. here. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I would not recommend it um, to anyone. Uh, if I had to rate it out of five, I'd probably give it like a one point five. I don't know. It was brutal. Let's get, let's, let's get Papa Spice on Letterbox. That's that's the next thing. We got to get him on Letterbox. <laughs> I am on there. I just never use it. I've, I've had a Letterbox for like three oh years. Oh my god, something. we got to follow yeah. you. I I heard like a lot, and and I I hot take. I'm not even a fan of the first Space Jam. Like I I, I think Gosh. it's shut up. Um, I. <laughs> I think it's like I and you know I probably when I was like when did it come out 95 96 sounds about right yeah, 10 or 11 time 10 or 11 I probably loved it but I woke I like I watched it three four years ago I think it was on TV or something and it just does not I I, I like cringe through it I thought it was like so like I just I did not like it I'm like I I think this movie's a lot like I, I never I only watched it once when I was 10 or 11 and then when I was like 30 and I'm like this it just it stinks I did not like it and that's the same like Jordan's not a good actor he's, he's hardly a good basketball player and um, <laughs> I just want to see the faces you made um, <laughs> Talk about hot takes. Jeez, I know um, no but like I, I mean he wasn't an I like you know I, I just I heard this like movies like one long commercial for like different products and all mm. like all every like Batman somewhere in it. And like Warner brothers is just like, uh, just like basically like pausing to see who you could find. And I, I don't, yeah, there's definitely some of that. And I was shocked that they had like the Nike logo in there. I think several times, like it was just, it was wild to me. I heard but... it was just basically like, like two hours of product placement uh, yeah. or however long it was. Um, yeah. I, I, I have no desire. Like when they announced this, I'm like, you know what? Uh, LeBron, I like LeBron. Like, let's see how they go with it. And I saw the first trailer. I'm like, this looks awful. So thank you for biting the bullet and saying like, yeah, I was going to say, it. Greg, the, the, the <laughs> rare amount of times you get out to the theater. Did you see it at home? Did you watch it? On HBO home? max? Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. I, would ne- I, would never, I would never, I would never pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sheesh. And that, if yeah, that wasn't just, on HBO Max, that would be never seen. <laughs> never. Yeah. I just, I yeah. I, now I'm angry. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Well, that is it. A for little, a little added spice for the folks at home. Yes. A little Space Jam review. Thank you all for viewing and watching. As always, um, by all means, you know, share, comment, like, subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a review. Uh, hands anything for the people no um i'm recommending i know harry's been a big fan of this if, and pop if you haven't watched it a uh, mm-hmm. show on apple called ted lasso um I, everybody in the world was talking about it and and everyone <laughs> in the world should be watching it i yeah. i i watched the whole first series twice 
Um, so in like two weeks, because hey, what else? What else is there to do? Um, but other than that, I I, I I really recommend you watch it. That's I'm gonna I plug thought, this show. I, I thought I you were on the Mythic Quest kick. It's over. He's on the Apple. Quest. Oh, okay, dude, okay. I, dude, I'm I'm rolling through Apple. Like who's Apple? Apple I, who's Apple uh, login do you have? I got that free login <laughs> when I got the MacBook. Oh, I, uh, I got a couple months. Twelve I, months I do or admit, twelve months I, for free. I want to see physical because I love Rose Beeren and that that like mm. 80s vibe looks good. So give me some 80s. I mean, Apple Apple TV is is killing it right now. So plugging it for them you just in case they're minutes. listening. Hair anything for the peeps? Um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you guys have any movie suggestions, I mean, for the future, I mean, while we will while we will pick them for the next person to go. Um, if you guys, you know, if there's a movie that you think is underappreciated, under you know undercovered um that you think is a hit that maybe one of us has seen you know we'll definitely throw it in maybe as a rotation pick possibly um yeah like share subscribe you know um yeah and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks with uh some more some more fun awesome all right everybody thank you again for watching or listening and as always live spicy spicy